I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Race for the Ring, Episode 121, The Last Single Woman in New York City, with Lorraine Duffy Merkel. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go! Hello, Race for the Ringers. Today is an interesting one. I am interviewing a novelist. We don't really do a lot of in a fiction space here on the Race for the Ring. Um, I love reading fiction. Unfortunately, my life is such that I don't really get a lot of opportunities to open a book. Um, for pleasure these days. If I'm not reading one of probably 20, I'm not exaggerating, newspapers that I have to read for my public relations job, um, I'm reading a textbook as it pertains to disorders, mental health, um, technique and therapy, and things like that for school. But I cannot wait to open up Lorraine Duffy Merkel's latest creation, The Last Single Woman in New York City, when I take a little holiday, as they say, over the pond um, to the Dominican Republic over the Christmas holiday. I am putting this book in my suitcase. I have the book. I haven't opened it yet. I've read about what it's all about, um, but I just haven't had time, and I'm very, very much looking forward to reading it, and I think all of you will like to do the same after you hear this really compelling conversation. So we talk a lot about the book. It's not really a lot of... um, super take-homes like our shows typically have, but I think that it's entertaining and it would probably of interest to all of my female and male single listeners because it's something that is very relatable to all of us. Um, she's also written some other books, one being Back to Work, which came out, Back to Work She Goes, excuse me, which came out in 2013. And then she wrote that 
Chick in 2009. Um, they were both published by the Vineyard Press. Um, and she's also a journalist, which I find intriguing because I am as well. She's writing um, on a day-to-day basis. And some of her work has appeared in the New York Times, the New York Post, Bustle, the Washington Post, Huffington Post, and so many more. And she is a New York girl through and through. She's from the Bronx. She's now living in Manhattan. Um, and she attended Fordham University. So what, how much more New York can you be? I cannot wait to share my conversation with Lorraine Duffy Merkel. Hi, Lorraine. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's talk a little bit about your most recent book that came out in May, which it sounds so deliciously good, The Last Single Woman in New York City. How did you come up with that concept? And talk to us a little bit about what the book is about. Okay, well, it actually started... um, I'm afraid I kind of call it ass backwards. I got the title first. And it came out of something I read in a newspaper. Uh, It was a quote from someone who uh, had not been in a relationship in a very long time and finally met someone. And she said, I was beginning to feel like the last single woman in New York City. And I thought that was... I just loved it. I said, that's the title of a book. And I just kept that in my back pocket for a while. And then when I was finally ready to write the book, I started to think about that. And I wrote a first draft uh, that went nowhere. Um, It was just a woman who was, uh, every time she turned around, somebody in her life was getting married or engaged. Can I just stop you there for just a second? I feel like that happens whenever you want something like every, it's just, you're like more in tune to other people. I guess you're more aware and and you're subconscious of being more mindful about it. I felt like that when I was trying to have a baby, when I was married um, and I was having issues conceiving, which worked itself out, thank goodness. But at the time, everybody was pregnant, everywhere I looked. But go ahead, continue. It's so like, yeah, it always happens like that, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so, go ahead. Um, yeah. So then when I started to write the book, um, but but it needed more. It, need, it needed more than that. And I just started to think about my situation. I've been uh, with my husband for 40 years. Wow. And... Awesome. So um, I, I started to think about, well, what would have happened if things went askew? Like right before we were supposed to get married, he went, he said, I don't want to do this. What, what, what would happen? And so it was a combination of this woman who was in a relationship and everybody else wasn't. And then the tables turned. And now she's kind of uh, odd woman out, and and what is she going to do? Um, and I didn't know what she was going to do. And then what happened was just uh, in a whole different 
uh, experience. At the time, when I when I started writing the book, all these people, uh, who a lot of them were housewives, mm-hmm. you know, the real housewives of wherever. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I don't want to lay it all on them, but there there were different people who had fame. Uh, however, they were getting their fame, who were then parlaying that fame and their following into becoming uh, gurus, uh, either about weight loss or relationships oh, sure. yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, and they, they it, found it their just, lane of success and whatever their yes. interest was or whatever they can endorse and make a dollar for. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. And, okay. And it started to incense me because because a lot of people were following them and believing them mm-hmm. and doing as they did and then what would happen is this self-proclaimed guru would then kind of turn around and do the opposite of what they were professing you know and mm-hmm. and i decided to take that uh, anger <laughs> that I that I had at, at this situation that I was seeing over and over again, and then incorporate that into the book. Okay. So the the, uh, the last single woman in New York City uh, eventually became about a jilted woman who throws herself into her work. And through her she sounds work, like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Through through her work, meets this anti-marriage guru. Who at first she's a little skeptical, but then, like everybody else, she gets she gets sucked into this woman's world. She's the influencer, right? This woman, I read a little bit about what this was all about. And for the record, everyone listening, I have not read the book, but I have the book and I'm going to read the book once I finish my term at Pepperdine. This is going to be my Christmas beach read in the DR. All right, continue on. (laughs) (laughs) It's going in the suitcase. All right, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, The influencer, the guru. And so the, the, the reader then, uh, goes on the journey mm-hmm. with with the uh, with this newly single woman um, about whether this guru is going to turn out to be her savior or if she's really a charlatan in high heels and mm-hmm. hair extensions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, got it. That, that in a nutshell is what the book is about. I love it, and it it's fun. So it's, good. A, it's, it's a comic novel. You know, there's a message, but it's also it's it's a comic novel and it's 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 a fun read. It sounds good, and I love that it takes place in New York City. I gravitate to pretty much anything and everything New York. I live there part time, so I'm jealous that you're there. You're there full time, right? You're in Manhattan, or no, not I'm anymore. A, no, I'm in Manhattan, and I'm a native New Yorker, so oh. I write I write what I know, yeah. and I love my city. That's great. And then you had you dive a little into the Hamptons, and I like that too. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I 
and the whole scene down there is fun. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so what? So you were inspired by this article that you read, or what have you? Got the headline. Let's talk a little bit about what it is really like. I mean, I know you personally, lucky that you know you've been in this relationship, your marriage for as long as you have. That's really amazing. Um, but for those of us, including myself, I was married, so I I actually enjoy being single. Um, but I think it's because I was married. I don't know if I'd have that mindset if I never got married. Um, I think I would probably be jaded and probably a lot like this character that you wrote about, you know, overall, I think. Um, I think, maybe not. But I have friends that are single and have not been married, and they do feel this way a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, basically what it's like to be single when your friends aren't and how you can sort of get out of your shell a little bit if you are kind of curled up like a turtle and and expand your wings and have fun and not rely on a partner um to to get you out of your place right yeah well i you know the the thing that i can say about relationships um because I'm really not a relationship expert. Sure. But what what I can what I can say and what I feel I, I do know is that um when I was a when I was a younger woman, um and like everybody else at at the time, I believed that there was a natural progression to life. You meet somebody, you date get engaged, you get married, you have a baby. And that that was a natural progression of life. But mm-hmm. as I got older and hopefully a little wiser, I think a little wiser, um, I started to see that, that that's not the path. It's a path. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's a path you want, mm-hmm. I hope you get it. But um, there are there are other there are other paths and you meet people because as your world expands you meet people and you see they're perfectly happy doing things that are not that way mm-hmm. you know there mm-hmm. there are women who they want they want a baby but they don't necessarily want a husband Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. self-sufficient women. They want a baby, and but they don't want to be a wife. Uh, there are people who want to be a wife, but they don't want to be a mother. They don't that uh, mm-hmm. motherhood doesn't fit in into their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where people get in in trouble is I think they they don't really sit down and say. What's for me? They they uh, they buy into you know maybe it's your parents or your family or or all your friends are engaged and what society is telling us I guess right yeah yeah what what society is saying and they don't sit down and say this this isn't for me me. and figure out what what they want and then they might end up. getting married or even having children and then realizing later after they've they've made this choice that this this wasn't really what they wanted Mm -hmm. and 
Um, you know, and then they have to uh, break up the marriage or break up the family uh, and and start over again doing what they didn't know they wanted in the first place. Yeah, and you change, but, obviously, over time and evolve and, as you were mentioning, become wiser and all of that. So I guess just, you know, being true to yourself and knowing what your, you know, your core values are is key and not feeling that you need to succumb to what, old society would tell, once tell us and that kind of thing. I think some people do want to get married, but um, they they don't. For me, I, I would like to remarry. I say this all the time, but I'm not in a rush. Like, I want to take my time. I want to make sure that I, I pick the right partner. Um, and if that partner doesn't show, then I'm content to be on my own. I mean, I would rather not be, but I'm not, I'd rather be on my own than be a wrong person. And I think that that unfortunately isn't the mindset of a lot of people. They're, they're looking to just couple up and, you know, um, kind of not everybody's perfect. Certainly I'm not either. None of us are, but we are, everybody has flaws. That's what makes us beautiful. But, you know, some flaws are larger than others and some are, you know, deal breakers. And I feel like a lot of people turn a blind eye because they just want to see, you know, everything kind of consonate, so to speak. Let's go backwards a little into your book. I'm curious, like, did you do any kind of, I'm sure you did, because I'm, I'm, I'm an author too, but I don't write novels. I write more nonfiction only <laughs> nonfiction. I think it would be extremely difficult to write a novel. Um, not that nonfiction is not difficult in of itself, but I think you have to be super creative to come up with these characters and the plots and like all of that. So in doing so, what was it like for you to, because you've been married 40 years, to have to like do research and like look for cool places that single people go? And what was some of the stuff you researched for the book? I'm curious. Um, most everything either came from my imagination okay or just uh general you know pop culture what's what's going on what's going on um i didn't really feel like i had to uh interview people or whatever cuz i know i know a lot of people i have a lot of stories uh in my head Mm-hmm. Uh, that people have told me I use variations of uh, people's stories. Um, I base characters very loosely uh, on on people I know, okay, and then sort of expand um, expand on that. Uh, so, yeah, and and the the stories. Uh, in in the book, uh, or the locations in the book, are just in general. She's she's in New York, right? Um, and uh, does she go to any hot spots places. or parts of the city, like Soho or you know Upper West no, Side? No. Or okay, she, what she does do is. Um, like the Met Museum has a Friday night uh, gathering for it, it. It's kind of like a singles. I, oh, I mean, really? Go, I didn't know that. That sounds fun. I actually just yeah. did a date at the Met Museum. That was cool. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Like, okay. so, and she goes there and she meets a man because she's, she's kind of sophisticated. 
Yeah. But she was also rather low key and going going to the Met was different than going to a bar because yeah. when you go to the Met, yes, you're having drinks and you're mingling, but you've also got the art to look at. So I love the Met. I think that's a great, that's on my alley, <laughs> that kind of really way going out as opposed to sitting at a bar. 150%. I'm all over the yeah. Met on a Friday night. Continue on. <laughs> okay. Um, and yep. then when she's, she's out in the Hamptons, she's at this guru's home. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is like what? Kind of what did, how did you imagine the home? Let's hear it. Oh, oh I, it's probably I so just, amazing. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's just a mansion. It, it overlooks the sound and it's uh-huh. got this Olympic sized pool. And I mean, this woman has really done well for herself financially, giving ad- advice uh-huh. about not getting married. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so she's become very, very wealthy. So, she really doesn't have to go anywhere. The, the, she has created this world, and everybody kind of comes to her. Uh, um, but they do, at one point, they do go to the surf lodge. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Which is the yeah. hot spot yeah. in, out, out, in, uh, out in Montauk. Yes, it is. And, yes. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, you know what? It's more, the book is more character-driven mm-hmm. than... Uh, the scenes and like things, the location, yeah. Then location yeah. hopping. That sounds fun, though. That's so fun. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, I guess, without giving the plot away, um, you know, and in the book, if you will. But she has a turning point, the main character, right? Um, in terms of finding herself and no, making the right choices, correct or no? Well, well, yeah, but a lot, a lot of times before we. Uh, find ourselves and we make the right choice. Uh, we lose ourselves and make the wrong choice. Yes, we do. Yes. And a lot of times what happens, especially in a situation where you where you face a kind of trauma, like you get broken up with or you mm-hmm. lose a job or, uh, you know, maybe your family turns on you or something and you mm-hmm. start to think, um, that all the choices you had made up to that point uh, were wrong. Mm-hmm. And so she had always been a responsible person. She had always been, quote, unquote, a good girl. She got in this relationship with this man, and it it uh, it was a long-term relationship, so she didn't have a lot of dating experience. And so when she finally... Uh, and she she starts to think, you know, maybe that was the wrong thing to do, and maybe this auntie, uh, well, she's called the auntie wife, this anti marriage guru called the auntie wife, uh, maybe she's got the right idea, and uh, she starts to do things and act a certain way under this woman's spell tutelage, yeah, 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 spell, yeah. <laughs> spell tutelage. Uh, that is very out of character for her and almost alarming for some of her, uh, for her friend, for her best friend and, and some of her family members. And, but she thinks that now she's on the right path. Um, and then of course she gets so deep into it and then she has to transition, not back to her old self, but find, her way, yeah. Her, her way where she's 
where she's more true to herself, mm-hmm. but but takes some of the learning mm-hmm. uh, from from this kind of roller coaster experience that she's she's had with the with the anti wife. That's great. What happens to the guy? The guy in the beginning of the book? Do we hear from him anymore? Or is that like a really big thing at the end? You can't say. Well, uh, can you give us a tease? What happens to him? Uh, as as often, what what happens is the person who says they don't want to get married and backs out of the marriage uh, ends up finding someone else oh. to to uh, to live out that that dream. Okay. With. And uh, it's often someone who who is a doppelganger for the person they left, only you know ten years younger. Oh, I hate that <laughs> ending. I thought you were gonna say that. Oh, that's terrible. I thought you were gonna say he comes back and she doesn't want him anymore because she's evolved into this amazing new person. <laughs> oh well, he sounds well, like a jerk. Pete, we don't Pete, like him. The amazing new person. Uh, is herself. Yeah. No, no, yeah, of course. Yes, that's what I meant. But like, yeah, we don't like that guy. He's a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay, great. All right, well, I can't wait to read this book. Um, And I think all the the single ladies listening, guys too, probably can pick up some anecdotes and some information and in like you know there's always something to learn from novels and nonfiction too you know fiction and nonfiction. there's always like factoids and things like that or things that you can implement um you know into your day-to-day for sure you have any advice for um us new york gals out there that are hitting the street um in search of our friends charming at all um, I, I don't think my ad- advice is new, um, but I will, I will say what I say to my, my 20-something daughter, who is, um, uh, who is single, and, and that is make your own, make your own life mm-hmm. so that when you do meet somebody, you know, you're not expecting them to, to give you a life or, uh, as, as they said in that movie, Jerry Maguire, complete you. Right. You are, right. You, you are a person. You have a job. You have interests. You have friends. You make money. And, um, and you're the prize. You know, you're, you're not looking for anybody to save you. You don't need to be saved. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're already living a good life. Mm-hmm. It's more of a compliment, not a completion, right? That's good advice. That's yes. really good advice. All right. Well, all right. So tell us where we can find your book. And do you have any other books on the way um, in your brain coming out at some point? You have other books, too. Want to mention those? Um, well, The Last Single Woman in New York City is, of course, available on Amazon. Um, it's it's in a, a, a few uh, bookstores throughout New York, you know, mm-hmm. independent bookstores. That's nice. And, um, in in Manhattan and out in Montauk. Um, but mostly, you know, it's, it's Amazon where everybody mm-hmm. buys their books, mm-hmm. Amazon, Barn, Barnes and Noble. Um, my other books, uh, my first book is called Fat Chick. What's that? Uh, Fat Chick is, uh, about a woman who, um, 
vacillates her weight between, you know, she's either a, um, she's either the fat chick or a skinny bitch. And, <laughs> and somewhere, oh, I, and, and her personality changes. I'm sure she's probably hangry when she's a skinny bitch. Yeah. 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 And, um, and it, it's about finding balance, not just with your weight, but with, with, with your life. So that's a good one. Um, that's great. And the second book I wrote is um, called Back to Work She Goes. And it's about a stay-at-home uh, mother who, after her children are, are grown, she doesn't have to be home anymore, um, to stay with them. She wants to go back to work. And it's her journey trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, she freelances a lot, and she's in all these different kind of comic office situations, mm-hmm. and and it's her journey to to get back into the workforce. And again, they're all they're all uh, serious subjects, but comic novels just the same. That sounds really good. That's actually the type of patients I hope to treat one day, like <laughs> the midlife. Like, yeah, I mean, that's my sweet spot. It, not, you know, like women specifically that are either looking to go back to a job because um, they're empty nesters or they've recently been divorced and looking to kind of reinvent or switch careers. That sounds really good. They both, they all sound good, really interesting concepts and super relevant to today's culture for sure. So yeah, I wish you the best of luck. I cannot wait Thank to you. dive into your book. Um, I'll have to post a review on Amazon after. I know that's everything to <laughs> oh, an please. author. I beg for Absolutely. them all the time. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you for having, uh, for, for sitting with me and it was wonderful having you. Um, and where can we find you? Are you on Instagram or any social sites? Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Okay, what's your handle? I'm available. You're um, available like the single lady is. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I have I have a website and okay. it's uh LorraineDuffyMerkle.com. Okay. And all that all that information, uh people find me and they, they email me sometimes if they've uh read a book or they've read an article I've written and they uh, and also all that information about Twitter and all the social media stuff. Okay, great. We'll, on we'll have a link well. in our show notes for sure. All right. Thank well, you. thank you, Lorraine. Enjoy the beautiful day in Manhattan today. I shall. Okay. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Liz Hartshorn and edited by Danielle Gordon. I so appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death. Be sure to check out my new book, You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss. It's available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.